This is Charlie Key. You are listening to the Be a Light podcast. Matthew 5.14 says, You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. Today, we... <laughs> I can't do an interview. Why not? Today we... <laughs> just, just, just stop laughing. Today we have Kitty back on the podcast. Uh, Kitty is my sister and she's been on here before. Um, but it's been a while since you were on here. I want to say... When I was in college, yeah. which doesn't seem it was like when you were in college. Ago, but that was a long time ago. Maybe like three years. Yeah. I think no, that's really. I think so. Am I old? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just a little bit. Um. <laughs> anyways, so uh, we're just gonna do kind of a year recap because a lot has happened in both of our lives this year, um, and it's a great time because it's New Year's and looking at the blessings and the lessons of the year before yeah. and heading into twenty twenty four. That right? <laughs> that was good. <laughs> just kidding. That was really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I'm let's sorry. just get right to it <laughs> okay. so I can stop being embarrassed. So, Kitty, you started the year off in Dollywood again. Mm-hmm. So this was your second season doing Forever Country. But this year, you became a vocal captain. Mm-hmm. So what did you learn about your change in roles as now um, a leader? Well, I'm trying to remember everything. <laughs> I don't, it's only been like four months, so it feels like forever with all that's happened. I think I learned how to work with others better. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone has a different personality. I know mm-hmm. that sounds simple, but there are so many different personalities out there. So being a leader and being a captain helped me um, get to know my cast a lot better, too. I got mm-hmm. to know the individual personalities, and I had to give take notes during the show. And so I learned how to give notes to mm-hmm. people, too. And I knew how they all would receive the notes the best, you know, with their personalities. So I learned how to do that. I think it gave me more confidence in myself too and Mm -hmm. in my skills as a singer. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I don't know. I think I grew a lot. I think it helped me become more confident in myself. Um, It it actually taught me that I do like to help others and I like to um, teach others Mm -hmm. and – yeah. yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Why did you say yup? Like, oh, that was good. That's true. Um, because I think there's just something so different about stepping into that role where, like, you were one of the cast and you're still part of the cast, but now you're a leader of the mm-hmm. cast, too. Um, and so that's with anything in life. Yeah. Um, it has just, challenges, for, yeah, sure. for sure. I mean, there, because there are so many different personalities there, it was challenging at times, but I think you learn a mm-hmm. lot more in the challenges. So. Yeah. That's so true. You grow more mm-hmm. when you put yourself out there in different ways. Um, so what was the best part about working at Dollywood? I love Dollywood. I know you do. <laughs> so I'm like, what I'm can missing. I say that's going to make her happy? But <laughs> no, just whatever was the best. I honestly think the best part about working at Dollywood was the opportunity to perform five mm-hmm. days a week, four shows a day. It, it was a lot. And there mm-hmm. were some days that you know, you just didn't really want to do it and you kind of <laughs> went on an autopilot. Yeah. But I think there are so many people that, well, in, in my career that want to perform, they just want that mm-hmm. opportunity to get on stage. They just want an opportunity to sing. They want an opportunity to perform for others and help others feel something. And, you know, that's my whole reason why I perform is to help others feel something. It's for myself too, but it, but mm-hmm. it is for others. Cause you know, performing is a, a type of a is a type of escape. Skill. Oh, escape! Escape is <laughs> a type of escape. Yeah, 
type of escape for people and I'm able to be that for others. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it was just that having the opportunity to do it every day and try to remain grateful and thankful and thank God that I had the opportunity to do mm-hmm. that every single day and make a living doing yeah. what I love because there's so many people out there that want to be yeah. in that position. Mm-hmm. And so I think that mm-hmm. was a good part too. I know yeah. you want me to say I met Dolly. But no, I mean, <laughs> we're gonna, I have a question about that. I know. So don't worry. Um, but no, I love what you're saying too, because, um, about being grateful for where mm-hmm. you're at because I think a lot of times it's easy to go through every day, you know, like the mundane things like, oh, I have to go to school or I have to go to my job or whatever it is. But there are so many people out there that might not get that opportunity to go yeah. to school, might not get that opportunity to have that job that you have. And mm-hmm. so it's like, I think a lot of times in life, everybody always wants something the other person has. Yeah. And so like learning to be grateful, like for where mm-hmm. you are every single day is, um, it's definitely a hard thing to do, yeah. but it, it makes life so much more enjoyable. It makes your job more mm-hmm. enjoyable, um, and you appreciate it more. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. And of course, the people too. Just oh yeah. I mean, my cast only had three girls, three boys, mm-hmm. and a fiddle player. And so, I mean, this last year's cast was a family too, but this year's cast it was like a whole different type mm-hmm. of family. And we did so much together. I mean, I don't think there was a day off we didn't go out and sing karaoke. You know, just just simple <laughs> stuff so like that, fun. or go to go um, eat at restaurants, go see other shows, and I don't know. I think that was a good part of it too. It was just my own little family that I had. So yeah, I love that. And I, even though like I was, I'd go like watch y'all shows. I mm-hmm. felt like I was a part of your family because like I would hear so much about what y'all do. Well, yeah, and, and they like, they and love then, like, y'all I would too. Watch, like and so like, I always cheer loud because I'm like, oh, I feel like I know you. <laughs> well, you did know, them and they knew um, you too. They it was fun. They. I mean, I talk about you all the time in good ways, of course, because yeah. um, you're my sister, and I'm proud of you. So they they knew you too. I mean, they take photos with you. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it was so. fun. Um, so you did actually get to meet Dolly. <laughs> yeah. um, so tell this story because I love this story. I was literally about to cry when like you were texting us this. <laughs> okay, so it was actually the the evening before my last day at Dollywood, and Dolly came to the park because we held. I can't remember what the award. Golden Ticket? Golden Ticket Awards. Thank you. You remember that more than I do. (laughs) Everything's a whirlwind. Um, No, the Golden Ticket Awards. And Dolly was supposed to be there because this is where all the theme parks came. And um, you got awards based off like your entertainment, your rides, Mm -hmm. what your park looked like. Um, Also, like the different festivals they have every year. Mm -hmm. You just, you want to win basically a Golden Ticket, whatever. So Dollywood got a good amount of them, I think. But we were the entertainment for the night my cast and then the other shows that were on park too. And we were in a dressing room backstage and then Dolly had to go to the bathroom. So (laughs) she ended up walking past our dressing room with her. I wouldn't call him like a security guard. It's just like her right hand man. You know, he's always with Mm -hmm. her with everything that she's done. And you'll see him all online too. I want to say his name's Steve, but I could be wrong. That's not, (laughs) that's irrelevant. (laughs) I feel like it's not Steve now, but anyways, he, was there too and they were like sorry y'all dolly you know how to go to the bathroom and we're like that's totally fine with us mm-hmm. like and then she happened to stop by our room because the family show dolly has a family show at dollywood and they were in our dressing room so she happened to stop by because she recognized the people from that show because she actually has um cousins that are in the mm-hmm. show too so she you know she tries to say hey i don't know how distant they are but she says hey and she just happened to like 
stand there and talk mm-hmm. to us. And I was in shock a little bit because I was like, she's so beautiful and just mm-hmm. so tiny. So I actually whispered, of course, when it got quiet <laughs> and I whispered, she's so beautiful to my friends. And she like looked up and they were like, Kitty. And I was like, I don't know. I didn't need to. <laughs> so it was really funny. And I was like, I would be the one to whisper, she's so beautiful when it's <laughs> dead silent. Though, so. Yeah. I just don't think she knew what I said. So she was like <laughs> looking around like, what is, is someone whispering something? But she's, like, Dolly is just so genuine. Um, like, however you see her on TV or on an interview or mm-hmm. on stage is how she is in person. Yeah. Like, there's no two separate people. I feel like sometimes we see two sides of celebrity people, mm-hmm. but Dolly is Dolly mm-hmm. through and through. Like, she's yeah. just as genuine as true mm-hmm. in person. Like, she didn't have to stop and talk to us, but no. she did. Yeah. And then she happened to be backstage when we were performing, and I got to sing one of her songs. Mm-hmm. And she was watching from off stage, and they said she was singing along with me. And I was like, oh, gosh, I just hope I did it right. <laughs> of course um, you did. But it was just cool to be in her presence. And yeah. she's funny, too. Like, we walked – she was on our side of the stage before we went on, and she was like – I think she might have stuck her tongue out at us or something <laughs> like that. Like, she was just being silly yeah. with us. And we were like, what? But, yeah, so – it, so it's much. surreal. I forget about it sometimes, yeah. but I did mean her. Oh, well, not going to let you forget about that one. Good, no. that's, I know, it's incredible. <laughs> like, living through you. Um, we'll meet her one day for sure. <laughs> we'll I don't see. know how else. Well, we'll I I feel like I read enough of her books and watch so many things She's everywhere her, so. right now. I'm yeah, she's actually all over right now. And <laughs> Dolly We Trust. Holly Dolly Christmas. Um, Did I get you that one? Even... No, I got you another one, didn't I? Yeah, you got me another one. Renee got me that one. Anyways, um, I have... Tons of Dolly stuff in my room. That's what we're talking about. Anyways, so that's amazing. And Thank you. <laughs> um, so I started off 2023 uh, still a junior in high school. Mm-hmm. And I learned a lot, though, uh, because through that semester, uh, sports-wise, I learned the importance of being a positive leader yeah. in my first season as a soccer captain. You know, oh, yeah. Captain, soccer captain. Um, but I also... I get a little hot-headed during games sometimes. Just a little bit. Not, not at other people. It's, like, always at myself. You're I just, just get I get competitive, and I get a little angry sometimes. Um, but I learned that it's not worth it to get angry. Um, it doesn't do anything helpful unless you use it as fuel to play better and to play harder. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I tried to use that anger and competitiveness just to do better instead of like getting mad at myself and then getting down because when I start to spiral in my thoughts I start playing a lot worse yeah um and like wasting my energy on runs that I know I don't need to take Mm -hmm. because someone else is going to take that yeah um so I don't know I think that's that's for life too though Mm -hmm. because like you can't just be go 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 all the time with this like angry presence Mm -hmm. about you you know you just you can't live that way um, but if, if you're using it as like motivation, yeah, there's a, there's definitely there's a, a difference. difference. And I also think like anger is an emotion. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not a sin because I mean, in the Bible, Jesus got angry. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, angry. it's a normal yeah. emotion and you can't really control that, but you can't control what you do with it. Mm-hmm. And so it's like the actions that come from that, that can be sinful. Yeah. That's, that's very true. And I think mm-hmm. also what you said about your mind spiraling, I think about that mm-hmm. in life too, which if you let yourself go in that endless cycle mm-hmm. of like negativity or um or like you said anger then mm-hmm. it's just gonna cause you to react in ways you wouldn't normally react and yeah for sure and not necessarily trust god just trust your emotions and stuff and sometimes yeah. that can't that's not mm-hmm. going to end up yeah right. your yeah. emotions can trick you so. <laughs> emotions are definitely powerful but you have to be careful like yeah am I just making this decision because I'm mm-hmm. feeling very emotional right now or am I gonna actually think through this yeah and 
Um, yeah. Not let the emotions get the best of you. That's true. Um, another thing I learned is the importance of being firm in your identity. Because there's always going to be negative people mm-hmm. in life who are going to try and um, sometimes change who you are or just make you feel bad about yourself in a way. Um, my faith is something that's very important to me. And so I talk about it a lot. Uh, but I do, I've had people who tell me, you talk about that too much. Like, people aren't going to want to listen to that. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I just had to realize, though, you're going to have a lot of different opinions on who you are. And you get to choose what you listen to. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that criticism is good. I think it all just comes down to being firm in yourself. Yeah. Being firm in who you know you are, who what you know you believe in. And so then that's how you discern the opinions that people throw at yes, you. And the criticism. True. Like, you just say... Okay, I appreciate that. Like, I see what you mean, but that's not who I am. So, you don't have to tell them that you're not going to listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think you I think you can take a little bit from every mm-hmm. yeah. crit- criticism or critique. critique. Yeah. yeah, that's how you yeah. That's the right English. <laughs> you whatever. can learn you can learn something from You can learn something it. from mm-hmm. everyone's critique. It's just Yeah. Also, I think it's where is it coming from in that person too? Yeah. Does that mm-hmm. make You have sense? to be open-minded for sure. Yeah, but With also criticism. it's like, what is that person's underlying intention when they're saying this to you? Because mm-hmm. sometimes people can say things and it's um, it's not with the best intentions. So yeah. that stuff just mm-hmm. push aside. But, oh, yeah, but I think sure. it does come back to what you said, just being mm-hmm. firm in yourself so you can discern what's what you need to keep and what you need to throw away. Yeah, so. for sure. And I mean, and also learning not to hold that against people. Because... I mean, we're all humans, we're mm-hmm. all flawed, and we can't hold people on some pedestal and take offense because maybe they said something you didn't agree with or mm-hmm. gave you some advice that they thought maybe was going to be good for you, yeah. but you just know that's not who you are, and so you don't necessarily listen to that, but you don't have to take offense to that because that person you still love and you yeah. you can still um, have a good relationship with, but yeah. you just don't agree with that one thing they said, and that's fine, I think. A lot of times in today's society, we spend a lot of time just tearing each other down because we don't agree with each other, but our intention should always be to love, like, even if we don't agree, because you're not going to agree on everything. Yeah, and I think it's like what you said today um, about having grace with boundaries. Is that what you said? Grace with boundaries. Yeah, grace with boundaries. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good way to live life, too, Mm because this is in Sadie's book, Live, I think that's Mm -hmm. that one. Um, She was just saying that, like, her grandma, her 85-year-old mm-hmm. grandma, I think. I can't remember her name. 85 or 95. Mama Joe. I don't know. Something like <laughs> I can't remember. I don't think it's Mama Joe. <laughs> I think it is. Whatever. I don't know. Um, but um, she was just – or maybe Mama Joe. I don't know. Something. But she was just saying that um, she doesn't – we're all human and we all have faults and we all have flaws. Um, but she doesn't hold that against anyone. And if mm-hmm. someone gives her attitude or – it's rude to her. She's just going to treat him with kindness, too. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think there's a way. And within yeah. boundaries, of course. I think, I think something else she said. I've definitely heard this from Sadie or her grandma. Or mm-hmm. I can't remember who she got it from. But they said, like, you're not kind because other people are kind. You're kind because you're a kind person. Yeah. And so I think ultimately it goes down to that. And then mm-hmm. another thing with people just throwing, kind of throwing their opinions at you or maybe trying to tear you down in some way, um, you have to you have to have grace for that, too, because one of my teachers um, Mr. Wood, he said, when you finally learn that a person's behavior has more to do with their own internal struggle than it has to do with you, you learn grace. Mm-hmm. And so basically what that's saying is like, when people aren't, maybe aren't the kindest to you, you have to th- think and have grace because a mm-hmm. lot of times that might be something that they're struggling with internally and it's projecting onto you. Yeah. Um, and so you just can't, you can't always take offense to it. I, you know? I 100 
100% agree with that. And I think I have a hard time remembering that. Yeah, me too. Um, in the moment of things. But you're right. A lot of the things that people say to you that can be hurtful or mm-hmm. um, stuff that you probably just shouldn't say, mm-hmm. I feel like it can sometimes come from a place of insecurity. Yeah. And I have to have grace for that, mm-hmm. which can be hard because sometimes you mm-hmm. want to react to it. But it's better yeah. to not most times. Um, and I think about that in myself too. Like why do I get an attitude sometimes? I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I might be uncomfortable about something. Or I could be making up something in my head that's, that's not, not really true. Yeah. And like I have to teach myself that too yeah, a lot. for sure. So. And I think people get defensive. People get insecure. And then oh, yeah. it projects onto other people. And at the end of the day, like my friends and I talk about this a lot. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not that personal. It's not that deep. No, and I know, it's hard not to. <laughs> I know. We okay. We usually say nobody cares that much, and mm-hmm. that sounds so negative. But honestly, it's really true. Yeah. Like, I mean, you may have a couple people who might be out to get you at some point in your life, but not everyone is out to get you. No one cares that much because they're worried about other people being out to get them. You know? Yeah. They're, so they're people not. They're more worried with themselves. Which yeah. It's not a bad thing. We all we're mm-hmm. all human. We're all selfish. Mm-hmm. Um. But. Yeah. yeah, so you just can't think everybody says everything everybody says to you is some malicious attack because it's not. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you're just having a bad day and maybe you're not, they're not the nicest to you, but you can't take that that personal because yeah. it probably has, again, have grace because it's more to do yeah. with them than it does with you. Yeah, it's usually not something yeah. you've done unless you've just been mean to someone. Okay. Yeah, okay, <laughs> but, then that's, and that's <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> at the end of the day, just be kind. Yeah, um, <laughs> so true. Moving on. You took a leap of faith and left Hollywood uh, to start a contract with Norwegian Cruises. I guess it was September. No. You gave your notice in, like, August. And so you left, like, early September. I left early September. So how did you know that this was, like, the right decision for you? How did you know, okay, I'm going to take this and leave mid-season at Hollywood? Well, I have, like, one specific answer. But I, I think the whole year I kind of felt like I was ready to make a move. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I was happy, but I wasn't at the same time. And I remember I had a a rough day at work and I just, it just didn't feel like it used to like working there. Like Mm -hmm. I, I had joy, but not the same joy. And I remember mom just telling me like, Kitty, that could be a sign that it, that it is just time to move on. Mm -hmm. Like if you're not finding happiness in it every single day, like, Mm -hmm. you know, I just felt like there was something else that I needed to do. Somewhere else to grow and not just stay in the same place. I didn't feel like I was growing anymore. I I just kind of complacent. Yeah. I just Mm -hmm. didn't, it just wasn't stretching me like I wanted to be stretched. Mm -hmm. Um, but so I started auditioning places and, um, mom and I, it was, it was right after y'all left Mm -hmm. and we were all just praying. praying about it. Yeah. We just started praying about it, and I was in my bathroom one morning getting ready for work, and I was just praying. I literally said, I think I might have said, like, Lord, please just, like, open up a door. Like, um, please show me a sign on what my next path should be. You know, just something. I was just like, please help me find something else. And then Mm -hmm. I got an email from Norwegian Cruise Lines, and they were like, hey, like, we have a female vocalist um, position open, like, right now. Do you want to go? on this cruise in July. And I was like, well, I sent it to my mom. I screenshotted it and sent it to mom. And I said, do you think this is real? Like I thought it was some <laughs> fake email. Cause I was like, there's no way that like, right when I was praying that this popped up. I mean, of course there's a way, but I was yeah. just like, I haven't heard in from you in a year. Disbelief, yeah. Yeah. I was just in disbelief. And, um, so anyways, they, I just was like, can I have some more information? Cause I was like, I can't quit Dollywood right in this second. Like, yeah. what do I do? 
and um and they wanted me on a boat like next month and I was like oh gosh I don't know what to do and so I asked for more information and they emailed back uh maybe a day later and just said that they had that position field filled but they had a rehearsal swing position open for me and I was like okay let's do that and I felt a sense of peace about it and I just I personally felt like the Lord was like this is where you're going to go mm-hmm. I don't know what it's going to lead to mm-hmm. I, I don't I like I didn't know if I was going to continue on cruises I don't know today if I'm still going to continue on cruises, <laughs> but that was a way for me to get out. And mm-hmm. I, that was a clear sign. I was like, I was praying about where to go next. And then that popped up. So this is where I should go. Yeah, for sure. And it all worked out with Dollywood too, like leaving. Like, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. definitely. And I just, I don't know. I love that story because I just see how like clearly God was like, okay, here's this. And then, yeah, okay, you don't out. want that one. Okay. Here's another one. Yeah. Um, and so I just think, um, but that was really cool. Mm-hmm. And then just the bravery to um, to take yes. a leap of faith and leave is pretty big, too. Yeah. Uh, because you were there for, like, two years. Mm-hmm. And so that's where you're comfortable. But then you stepped into another place where you're completely uncomfortable. Which, you do that a lot in your life. I do. I mean, <laughs> right after high school, Pittsburgh. And then not even graduated yeah. yet. And going to go to Cincinnati. <laughs> Pigeon Forge. And then Tampa. And yeah. I, <laughs> um, I have so. done that. But... But, like, what was the hardest part of that change or maybe something you learned the most about it? Of course, there were hard parts of leaving a place that I'm comfortable. And there's always that fear of, like, the unknown or, like, what's coming next. But knowing that that came right when I was praying just kind of gave me the confidence and trust in God to be like, okay, like, I'm just going to go do it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think... I think the hardest part was probably leaving like the little life I created for Mm -hmm. myself. And some parts of me still miss that at times, Mm -hmm. just like living on my own and being like, you know, going to do something I love every day, like Mm -hmm. having a job performing to where now it's a little like, well, I still have that, but not as Mm -hmm. like secure. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess that was like the biggest change. And I conquered Tampa, so it's not Mm -hmm. as scary anymore (laughs) as it it was at the beginning. Yeah. 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 Know. And you had some really great people there with you too. Yeah, I did. I loved it. Yeah. And another thing I learned this year was in June when I competed at Miss Georgia again. So it was my last year to mm-hmm. compete for team. And I knew like I, I was getting a little bit stressed in the weeks yeah. before. So I wanted to uh, just have something that I focused on, like one word yeah. um, kind of and something that's bigger than myself, because ultimately I knew that this is so much bigger than just a crown and a sash, and it's so much bigger than winning or losing. It's about the impact that I can make while mm-hmm. I'm there because I knew God put me there for a reason. Yeah. And so I decided to focus on service, service to God by doing my best mm-hmm. and, like, shining his light and his love, service to the people that have poured into me yeah. by doing my best because they've given so much to me to help me be my best here. So now I'm going to use everything that they've taught me. Um, and then service to the girls by being – kind and encouraging yeah. because it is a it's a tough it is tough, tough experience so <laughs> I want to be able to be some sort of relief I guess or um just encouragement um and then service to myself to just by not leaving any regrets there and mm-hmm. so um having a focus on something that was bigger than myself and not self-serving um was super impactful and I had so much peace going into the whole week because I knew win or lose, I've gained so much from this organization. I'm going to leave an impact this week. And that's all that matters. I remember it was the final night. um, Mm -hmm. And so when I compete in pageants, I usually write a Bible verse on my foot with Sharpie. And I know that sounds a little bit weird, but when I play soccer, I have my pre-wrap and I write a Bible verse, whatever verse is speaking to me that day. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know. It's just like, 
tradition, I guess, for me. And so then I'll just write it on my foot because I don't can't wear pre-wrap at pageants or anything. And, you know, you don't yeah. want just, like, riding on your arms because that looks bad on stage. So I just put it on the bottom of my foot. Um, and so then when I let – I realized when I got to the theater for finals, I was like – oh my gosh, I haven't written my Bible verse. And I was like, I have to write my Bible verse. So I was like, just, I was in the dressing room. I was like, does anyone have a Sharpie? And they're like, why do you need a Sharpie? I was like, I have to write my Bible verse on my foot. And they're like, what? And so I explained it to them. And then they were like, oh my gosh, I want one. So I, have, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, I have my little notebook where I, like that, you know, just with some Bible verses and then also notes on mm -hmm. um, interview questions and things like that. And so they were like, but I don't know what Bible verse is like. I got a book for you. So I gave <laughs> the book was passed around the dressing room. That's they all cute. found a verse that kind of spoke to them. And we wrote Bible verses on each other's feet. Like and there's a picture of us backstage like, holding up our feet. Um, so if you don't know the story behind the picture – you might be like, what's this going on? Yeah. Um, but it's it's a sweet story, yeah. and I still have girls. Uh, we talk about it to yeah. this day. So. You made an impact. I mean, yes, you got the crown, but <laughs> you made an impact. Whether You would have made an impact whether you yeah. won the crown or not. And that's what I wanted. And yeah. I want that going into Miss America's team, yeah. too, because I want to leave an impact no matter what, because I honestly cannot control what happens. No, we, um, like, we can't. It is mm -mm. up to God. Like, that yeah. verse on... I mean, your wall, I always mm -hmm. read it, but I know that it's kind of different from what we're talking about, but mm -hmm. not at the same time, but it's just like, Lord, you know everything, get mm -hmm. you still listen. He mm -hmm. knows everything that's going to happen, but mm -hmm. he listens to us, but he also, like, I don't know that. Mm -hmm. No, I love that. That helps me, like, <laughs> relieve stress, because it's yeah. like, I can't control what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. I can only control what I do. Mm -hmm. So, And God's still going to be there and listen to you when you're mm -hmm. afraid or worried about what's going to happen, but he ultimately knows, and... um I don't know, that kind of gave me peace throughout the rest of the time, yeah. just knowing, like, okay, I've done everything that I can, yeah. and the rest is up to God, and, and you're gonna, just learning to trust. You're going to do that at Miss America, too. You're going to you. make an impact, and I, hope so. I think there's no hoping about it. Just, <laughs> just be yourself, because yeah. you definitely make um, a difference in everyone's life. Thank you, sis. And I mean that. All right, so right after, <laughs> right after your contract with Norwegian ended, uh, we did something exciting together and auditioned mm -hmm. for season 22 of American Idol. We did. Um, so let's rewind, re rewind, because this actually started back in the spring um, of yeah. 2023. And uh, tell the story, because I had no idea that you had done this for us. So <laughs> back to being at Dollywood and wanting to just find something else to do, just wanted to get out. I just started submitting auditions for things. And Mom was like, just submit you and Charlie for American Idol. And I was like, okay, because we'd been singing for a little bit together, mostly on social media. Um, but, you know, we did the mm -hmm. voice, too, and everything. And yeah. so I was like, okay, I'll do it. So I just submitted a video online. And most of the time, you don't hear anything back from just the videos unless mm -hmm. you sing in front of them, like, on mm -hmm. Zoom or something. Mm -hmm. But I did. And so we were – I didn't hear anything for months. I think it. I did this in maybe February, March, and we heard back in July. We were at – the beach with our family and we share a room at the beach mm -hmm. and so we were laying there and I got an email at like 12 a.m and it was like you have a call back for American Idol and I was like oh gosh and Charlie said what'd you do and I was like we have a call back for American Idol tomorrow with some <laughs> producers so we need yeah. to get some stuff together really quick yeah. and Charlie and I both sat there and we were like we are at the beach. Do we really want to leave the beach early? And then we're we like, like genuinely considered <laughs> not doing it just because she does so many of these auditions that it's like, you don't always get something from it, you know, but you do yeah. it to do it because you never know when you will. And so we were like, mm. they're 
probably not going to get anything from it. And mom was like, just don't do it. Don't do it then, girl. She's being sarcastic. Yeah, and so I was like, fine, we'll do it. Yeah, we did it. We did it, and and then we ended up getting another callback. Yeah, we got Um, another callback like 30 minutes after the audition. They emailed mm -hmm. us, and they said, we want to schedule another Zoom audition with y'all um with some more executive producers and we're like okay so like we did it again y'all drove to pigeon forge we did Mm -hmm. it in my tiny little studio apartment (laughs) and we were told right then and there that we'd audition for the celebrity judges they pulled Mm -hmm. our mom in and Mm um they were like y'all are gonna audition for luke bryan katie perry and lionel richie and i was like wait are you for real i'm like (laughs) I started like Neither crying was, and well, we didn't even have a reaction. We were just, just like, like we just looked at each other and we were like, what? Oh. And then mom was like, ah. and so <laughs> mom was like dancing like yes, this or something. I was like, because she was like, well, I had to give a reaction because you were just staring at him. <laughs> like, it was just like a little bit of shock because like, huh? I just it just kind of came out of nowhere and I was yeah. like, why, why? But <laughs> yeah, but everything happens for a reason and mm-hmm. and then we auditioned. Yeah, so stay tuned. Yeah, um, stay tuned for that. We did audition. We auditioned in Nashville. Yeah. And stay tuned for more information. Stay tuned. Um, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Did we make it? Mm-hmm. Did we not? I don't know. You'll never know. <clears throat> well, I learned that, like, <clears throat> you really just cannot worry about things that you don't have control over. It wastes your energy and only lessens your performance and your enjoyment of the whole experience when you spend so much time just worrying about mm-hmm. something that you literally don't have control yeah. over. You know, because there's nothing you can do about it except just do your best. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've had so much fun doing this with you, number one. And number two, because I've really tried to just let go mm-hmm. throughout it all and uh, be myself, take it all in, and just have fun. Why make the experience less enjoyable by worrying? And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we know that God ultimately oh, yeah, has like, a plan. I mean, I think I agree with everything that you said, and it's kind of I've learned to let go and let God because I sure do worry. Even though I'm apparently not allowed to say that about myself anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't she's not allowed to say that she's a worrier. I don't You just worry. can't label yourself as a worrier. You're right. It's you're okay right. to worry, but like, you I are can't, not. That's I not can't who you label are. myself as that anymore. That's not your identity. You're right. That is not my identity. Um, so that that is something that I've been saying is let go and let God. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not in control as much as I want. Mm-hmm. to be in control and I saw something somewhere that just said um like worry is pride worry mm-hmm. is saying that I can do everything on my own I can fix mm-hmm. everything on my own I don't need anyone else but that's so far from the truth yeah like I need God I need mm-hmm. him to help take my worries away I need his strength I need his peace because mm-hmm. ultimately he's the one that's going to be able to give that all to me yes friends and family help with that mm-hmm. and because y'all are my like, biggest yeah. supporters and everything like that. But, you know, mm-hmm. that's the only way I'm going to be able to get rid of my worries yeah, with him. Sure. So that's that's what <clears throat> I've learned. And I've learned that it's okay mm-hmm. to not have to know everything because yeah. I'm a planner. So yeah. That reminds me of um, a, a quote I read from a book. It's called mm-hmm. A Praying Life. And it, it says, like, anxiety and worry are the results of an unused prayer link. Yeah, so that means it's like we have a prayer link to God. We can mm-hmm. talk to him anytime we want. But if we're like constantly worried, then it's probably because we're not praying about it as much as we can. Because mm-hmm. the Bible says, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. And so prayer may not make all of your worries mm-hmm. just magically disappear in one moment. But if you constantly are praying about it and constantly like filling yourself with truth, mm-hmm. then it will stomp out those worries. And you may yeah. have to constantly do it because yeah. as soon as you stomp it out, the enemy was probably going to try to 
give you something yes. else to worry about. Then you got to stomp that one out with prayer and the truth. Um, so it's, it takes some energy, but um, it does take energy. Good thing the the joy of the Lord is our strength. So yeah, He's gonna like provide for us. I think us. it's Craig Groeschel. I think that's how you say his mm-hmm. last name. I'm pretty sure he says, "If it's big enough to worry about, it's big enough to pray about." Yeah, and so that's very true. Think of that. When you mm-hmm. said that. So. Very true. Um, and like you said, like your friends and family help you through mm-hmm. those things too. Um, and I know that for both of us, none of the things that we have done, whether that's Dollywood, Miss Georgia, Miss America, American Idol, anything, we can't do any of that without our family oh, yeah. and, our, and our friends and just the support system that we've been so blessed with. Um, so let's just talk about the the power of community and how, you know, these people remind you that you can't do it all on your own. Oh yeah. Like I think about there's a song by Lauren Elena called three mm-hmm. and it definitely relates to my life mm-hmm. and my journey as like a performer. And it just talks about how, um, how there are so many things that I've had to miss out on in life. Like mm-hmm. so many things with you, so many things mm-hmm. with my siblings. So, I mean, even relationship things to you, you know, like mm-hmm. there's been a lot that I've missed out on and I don't take like I don't regret mm-hmm. any of that like you know what I mean like yeah I um I know that it all happened for a reason but it says in there that my mama said I'm gonna be a star um daddy said you're gonna go far yeah daddy said you're gonna go far all you gotta do is sing your heart out you know a lot of miles a lot of tears have given me some of my best years so it's just saying that she did it with that support and mm-hmm. that's the only reason talking in circles but I think what I'm no, trying right. to say is that if I didn't have the support from you from mom from dad from Cooper Casper Cannon you know mm-hmm. all of them um Chris Graham Big like you know ben. everyone Ben, yeah, <laughs> ben. I know Ben Jeez, don't, don't put that in there um no but if I didn't have the support from all of y'all then I would have quit a long time ago mm-hmm. because it's hard I mean maybe I wouldn't have but I know I probably would have it's mm-hmm. it's hard it's not, um, it's not easy. It pushes you. It makes you cry sometimes, you know. Um, and if I didn't have my support system, then I would have given up a long time mm-hmm. ago, and I wouldn't be where I am right now. So mm-hmm. I, and I think that the support that I have been given throughout my life is is beneficial for me because I've I'm able to be that for other people because I know yeah. what it's like, and I know that a lot of people aren't as fortunate and I feel like what our family has is very rare Mm -hmm. and I'm very thankful for it and um I think I can be that for other people too so yeah and Mm -hmm. um I like what you're saying about like being that for other people Mm -hmm. uh because not everyone does have that strong family support system maybe you don't even have like a lot of friends but there is whether it's just one person two people or a whole bunch of people that you know are going to rally behind you we're meant for community yeah and so if you don't have that right now pray for that mm-hmm. and just go out, you know searching for that and learning who to trust and who's genuinely going to support you because um i mean the bible says like a cord of three strands cannot be broken two mm-hmm. are better than one because if one falls the other can help them up yeah um and so i know that all of us as people, we all have different strengths. Mm-hmm. And so where you're weak, someone else is probably strong. Oh, yeah. And so you're able to like help each other through things. Um, and it's also just, it's good to have people rallying behind oh, you. Yeah. Someone to celebrate you, someone to help you when you fall and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and I, we balance each other out. Yeah. Because um, 
like Kitty said, she likes to plan things. And I mean, not that I don't like to plan things because sometimes I have to have it kind of planned. Yeah. But I'm a little more like, let's just go for it. Mm -hmm. We'll we'll see what happens. Like it it um, gives me comfort and I do better when I have mm -hmm. things planned. But also there have been times where I have planned too much and I've actually mm -hmm. not done what I yeah. wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> so it happens. Yeah. I think honestly, I'd kind of do better when I don't have things planned. I think it's good to have like see this is our personality coming out. <laughs> I think it's good to have a little bit of a plan. Well, don't. Me too. Me okay, too. Okay. Like, because I, I have to be prepared contextually, if that makes yes. sense. Like, I have to be prepared for the thing that it is that I'm doing. Mm. But I don't. Like, I don't have to have all the information. Yeah, and I I just try to plan for like everything. I mean, I plan worst case scenario planning. Yeah, yeah, I have that too. But like, I'll plan and worry about things that no one should probably be thinking. You just have no one else has thought about. Yeah, but I'm like, then again, that has its strengths. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. Someone's got to think about it, and it's yeah. me. They yeah. can't. Yeah, if you so. need an escape route or something, I probably have it. Yeah, you probably do. Yeah, um, I'll but. make up one now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's just to show how mm -hmm. you know people balance each other out, and we're able to help each other. We do. So going into 2024, one thing that I want to work on and focus on for growth is um, how to be more intentionally present mm -hmm. because I'll be graduating in May. And for me, that's sad. I love high school. Like, um, and I, but then again, I don't want to stay in high school another year because I just, you know, it's time to move on. But yeah. I also just enjoy so much where I'm at. But then again, I get really busy and sometimes I don't live in the moment. Mm -hmm. um, and so I want to be more intentionally present, whether that's uh, every day at school. I want to be intentionally present. I miss America because that's a once in a lifetime yeah. thing. I want to be intentionally present when I'm home with my mm -hmm. family um, because. I've got one more semester to live at home, That's true. you know, and so, um, and then like be more present at every soccer game, um, and just in every moment in life, because every moment matters. Mm -hmm. uh, and so just learning how to be intentionally present yeah. with where God's placed me every single day. I know I try not to think that you're not going to be here soon, like you're going to be in college, but whatever, I have a car, so <laughs> I can come visit whenever. For you, what do you want to focus on in 2024? I'm away from theme parks now, and um, I'm getting more into the music industry mm -hmm. side. Um, and so that's a weird transition because I'm no longer being a character. I'm having to just be Kitty. And so I think I want to focus more on discovering who I am. Um, I mean, just discovering being human. I know that sounds mm -hmm. kind of weird, but just learning how to be comfortable with myself mm -hmm. and be comfortable with what I want to share with others as like mm -hmm. as Kitty rather than like some performer in a wig or some yeah. costume. Um, I think I have a hard time opening up and like letting my true emotions show, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. I don't I don't like to share my true emotions or feelings mm -hmm. or be vulnerable in that yeah. way. It's just my personality I you know I like to be prepared yeah. for things so I kind of like to prepare my emotions mm -hmm. in front of people yeah. <laughs> but I know I can't I can't do that so I think this year um you know you and I are songwriting more too and mm -hmm. the only way I'm going to be able to grow in all those aspects is if I become more vulnerable and mm -hmm. allow myself to feel and express yeah emotions so very true I think that's it too just um being comfortable with kitty mm -hmm. in this new season of life yeah um, vulnerability is a strength and mm. it's more strong actually to be able yeah. to express that to other people and to be able to really feel those emotions and not just 
distract yourself from it. Yeah. Well, we sure have covered a lot. Yeah. This. <laughs> I don't know how long it's been. I know. Um, we've covered a lot. It feels like we've been talking for forever. But when you do a year recap, I guess that's what you get. Yeah. Um, but overall, 10 out of 10 year. Um, learned a lot. Did a lot of cool things. Oh, and yeah. More than anything, just have had so many amazing people in yeah. our lives. I agree. Very grateful. So, I met some new people. Well, yeah. A new person. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put that in there. That's funny. Anyways. Wink, wink. Uh, <laughs> you know who you are. I'm just kidding. Anyways. Um, 2024. We do it. We got this. It's yeah, we got this. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be even better. Yeah. Well, and there's blessings and mm-hmm. lessons in every year. So. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. 2024. Peace out. Stay wild. Well, peace out, 23. Here we go. Peace out, 23. Anyways, we need to stop 2024. We can cut that.